Welcome to Sponsored by Nobody. This week, sponsored by NPCs. We have so many now. It is February 2022, and you're listening to Leaves in the Jungle, Season 2, Episode 14. In this game, we are using the Wild Sea World setting and system, and we have mostly updated to the mostly finished quality of the book now, because they just released it a week or so ago. Um, not the Some of us are still physical edition. Through. But yeah, yeah, we're, as I say, we're mostly updated to the new book, but not, not entirely. Um, and obviously we're still using some homebrewy kind of stuff and whatnot, but yeah, they're, they are out of playtest D now. They are in the com- almost completed phase. Although it doesn't mean much because if you're listening to this, they've been in the completed phase for many months. Anywho, um, I am Ian the Firefly, and we have... Austin playing... Uh, Colt, <laughs> the 10-year-old obsessed with his robo-book. Bev playing Rocky, the, the oldest, who's, who's learning how to fix things. Uh, I'm Dylan. I will be playing Tums Tums. I'm Jonathan, and I'm playing Andy, the sexy buffalo himbo. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, astute listeners will realize this is not our regular crew. Uh, even more astute listeners will realize this is the NPCs on the ship. So today we will be playing the NPCs on a what happens when the main characters are away kind of an episode. A Tales of Bossing Say, if you will. Um, but before we do that, we're going to do our little prompt. What is the best insult on the Wild Sea? Like most devastating kind of insult? Yeah. Because like yeah, best like, is a nebulous term. Like what... Like, what is everyone like, oh, no, you didn't kind of a like, like, you're not going to start immediately getting like shot at, but like, oh, boy, that's a good insult. Hmm. You're such a rock hugger. Ooh. Just can't can't seem to just let go of all that safe rock underneath your feet. (laughs) It's almost synonymous with coward or lily-livered. Which is <laughs> especially great when you consider rocks are sacred to the... Uh, um, what is the bloodline I'm thinking of? Um, or not the bloodline, the uh, origin, the ridgeback. Rocks are sacred to the ridgeback, so like you're calling out all the ridgebacks <laughs> right there. I assume that's great. <laughs> I, I like to think that like the people who come from, who are Ridgebacks hear that and are like they're not offended because you because of the insult they're offended because you're using that as an insult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind, of, it's kind of like how like somebody saying "Okay, Brandon" to me would not offend me. I would just be upset because I'm like you. You actually think you're clever. Yeah, you're, you you're, you're they're smart. angry about the context. They're like, how yeah. dare you use it like that? <laughs> you yeah. you learned two words and you're using them, but there's no context for these two words. It's so wrong. <laughs> oh, Getting boy. under my skin, but not because of the way you think. <laughs> and I you think don't saying, think like, that. Telling somebody that they get under your skin can be very insulting in some circles. <laughs> See, I'm overthinking this because I'm trying to think of, like, what's a snappy way to imply you suck at adapting? You know? Because I think, like, a big point of pride on the Wild Sea is, like, the ability to adapt to whatever changing circumstances come your way. So, like, implying that somebody is, like, stagnant and can't even when things change around them so i'm just trying mm. to think of how what's a snappy way of communicating that and i'm not good at insult battles well what is so you're you're talking about mule-headed 
except obviously mules aren't in the wild sea. So what animal is it? And um, yeah, maybe something there. like uh, just calling somebody a broken bro- a broken bow. Ooh, broken bow. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. My vote's for Leviathan liquor. Mm. Not, not because it's realistic. Most people are not brave enough or stupid enough to go lick a Leviathan, but it does imply a certain level of intelligence. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for alliteration. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best insults yep. are have some kind of good cacophony to them, right? Yeah. yeah. It's good. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so... Now that we've got that out of the way, we are going to spin the spotlight to the main crew. You know, Zitsi, Belt, Rook, Jison, the four of them have gone off to save the world yet again with a beer in each hand, as they always do. Or I should say not a beer. It's a uh, mead in each hand because mm-hmm. you guys make mead. Um, but yeah, they've they've sailed off to save the world in the Delta Flyer. Some port needs them. They're in desperate, desperate need. And like always, the kids, Dokus and Andy, I get not always Andy, but Andy's now on the ship. So as Andy will learn, the they're left behind to wait and hope for the best. Because like any good show, you send out all the important people at once on the same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It never goes wrong. Yeah. All right, let's just send our chief medical officer on this away mission. As well as the captain and the, the first officer. officer. Yes, all of them. And what happens if they all die on the planet and then the ship is just left with, like, I don't know, check off and check? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, obviously the emergency <laughs> command hologram. Ah, uh, yes, the EMH. Oh, yeah, no, the whole ship is just EMH just because the bridge crew kept going down <laughs> to a death situation until it's only EMH is left. <laughs> I mean, the whole ship. <laughs> That's a different fanfic. Um, yeah. Excellent. Yes. Uh, yes, you guys are on the ship in in the waves. Uh, you you can obviously move the ship. You can do whatever you want. Uh, the crew will be back whenever they get back. You never you never quite know whether they're going to be gone for a day or a week or whatever. But several months. Yeah, several months. Thirty eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, several months of brunch. Um, that's good. Ah, excellent. Yeah, uh, so we're going to turn to Colt. What are you up to? Uh, Colt, uh, having watched his, like, hollow novel, just a lot. Just way, way too much. He almost has it memorized. Backwards. Uh, just, just wanted something new, right? Wanted something more. So we went and asked, you know, passed around the adults, and they, they didn't really know. Uh, ZZ just gave him Drock's journal to read through. Maybe there's something there. That's whenever he's looking for some answers, he always gives it a look-see. Uh, and finding so, there's some like I uh, made some mentions of some like uh, old like preview metal disc things that they couldn't find a use for. They just stashed around. So Colt goes off on a treasure hunt. He's gonna go check through like the lower and you know rooms of the ship all the all the hidden ones and the ones we don't use anymore or we haven't touched yet um i need one of you to roll a d6 as he opens the door to the first room oh no <laughs> uh, reaching oh got it yep okay that is i mean we technically and- got two sixes <laughs> so it's even though it's one roll, it's six with a twist. <laughs> um, inside, he finds uh, what seems to be the converted dog den from the Pinwolves. Oh, okay, and, that's wh- yeah, that's where the Pinwolves are living. Yeah, just downstairs, you know, in a converted room, so we can find something better and more specifically made for them. 
And he goes right. through, getting the dog sniffing at him and, you know, little poking here and there. He's getting used to hanging around with them and vice versa. It's not, it's not recently they've gotten their new brains. And he notices a, uh, a vent in the corner. I need one of you, and he decides to check through, because you never know when you're going to find at the other end of a vent. So I need one of you to roll me a d6 and tell me a direction. Cardinal. East. Okay. Four. Robin, swallow. <laughs> Are we not just naming birds now? <laughs> Homecoming. <laughs> um, can, can we name birds? <laughs> Uh, inside, you find he crawls out, and inside is just like a bunch of old gears, and and what seems to be uh, upgrades for ships or attempts at like maybe it's like an old stash room for their old mechanic, or some of the stuff seems new. Maybe it's some of like Rook's discarded experiments, or you know things to work on later. You know, now, what would you find in here? Is it actually Rook's old room? Yeah. Gosh. It's where you toss all your projects, quote unquote. Hmm. Um. Like your rabbit hole. Yeah, what's where? What's yeah, my rabbit hole? <laughs> what, what is behind? Um, I'm going to say like some some beta versions of some of the stuff that they have installed in the ship, um, like you know, like sound system stuff. Um, a couple first attempts at, you know, like a, a nice electric tea kettle system. Um, yeah. Um, a this did not work at all. Attempt to mechanically improve the beehive. And, like, I'm going to make a beehive that the bees will love more than wax. And then the bees were like, we are completely uninterested in this. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, let's say that, like, um, uh, some, somebody give me just a random ship function piece that... Uh, like, like, just a little bit of ship functionality. I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? Like, like some, something on the, basically something on the ship that she was attempting to fix or improve, but just became a chew toy for scraps. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe uh, there was, like, an improved ventilation that just... Scraps just kind of did a number on a lot of the parts that yeah. Rook was going to use on that. And like, at least like, oh. half of these things are, they became a dog toy. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, a lot of piping and just, it wasn't great. There was a lot of what's in your mouth. That mm -hmm. week. Yeah. All right. It plays around with it for a bit. It kind of looks through, doesn't really find what he's looking for. So it goes back out into the hallway after trudging through some gear. And then, one more roll, please, and then left or right. Um, that's a five, and let's say right. All right. Inside is what you can tell is deaf, or what? No, you can tell. Wrong direction. Um, <laughs> Colt, Colt opening the door hit this nasty odor. It's a really old room, probably definitely left over from the original ship, the bow breaker, the one that we recorded. Reclaimed for Drock. Uh, and there's some, what appear to be like some scraps of animal bits and like some furs and scratches. It's probably where they like tossed away, you know, all their animals they were waiting to butcher or die. Maybe there's even some of Jison stuff in here. His offals. <laughs> the things that even Jison won't eat. Yeah, or maybe that's a this terrifying like, statement. Maybe it's this place where he uses open air storage. <laughs> what might be found in here before he like sneaks off into the only window he can see behind everything? 
Chisan. Oh goodness. Um, <clears throat> so this is my meat closet, right? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I was. Thinking... See, see, I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> they just start trading, like you know, roommates in their closet of shirts. There's a couple big eels probably hanging from big hooks through their tails. Although they're like in wide variation as far as like their their facial crests or like number of horns or like vestigial legs or fins that run along the body, you know, dorsal fins. Um, so a rack of varied giant eels. Um, there's at least a portion of something that looks like it might have been some kind of herbivore, but the skin looks like it's made of rock. So it's just kind of like rock to meat and it's unrecognizable but it seems to have come from some kind of giant beast. There is a large section of what looks to be like a rib cage and attached into the spine. And it looks like a giant cut of fish, but it has mostly just like slimed away. The smell is atrocious and overpowering. And because he's, as Brooke mentioned before, ZZ also has a meat room. He's not completely shocked by this, but definitely is not... His sense of smell will never be the same again after this. <laughs> it's Cole, Cole has experienced things no other, no other person has experienced that has such oral factory processes. You shouldn't have a nose in this room. <laughs> as, he, as, he, as he stumbles his way through this miasma of glorious odor, he uh, finds his way inside, and there's a. Inside, he finds this, this room filled with like old, old old writings about talking about whispers and stuff. Some old boxes, and he starts searching through the things. And then each of you needs to roll me, and whoever gets the highest, let me know. One d six. Five. Also five. Why with the twist? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you as well. Oh, you want me to roll too? <laughs> yep, we're not excluding you in this adventure. Well, that's nice. Thanks, guys. You really care. I got a one. I'm not. Well, okay, then. Way to go, Ian. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> and Jisan? <clears throat> uh, I rolled a three. All right, fives roll off. Actually, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, five with a twist. Uh, as he's going through the boxes, he, he recognizes, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the words from hanging around with Belt in the echo room and studying whispers, because Belt just seems to have that stuff fucking down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, so maybe these boxes got moved around when the ship got reorganized, when Belt moved on board. But opening it up, he finds both the Bev. What was your book again? I didn't write it down. Um, it was <laughs> what, what was his name? Something Susu. That, Susu the and the wonderful magical school of shenanigans. Seems to be a reprogrammed disc from the previous era, similar to what he had before. And then noticing on the side some more of some scribbles that may have been from Belt. He finds... He finds the... Where is it? <laughs> one spider, one body. A tale of perseverance and baking. And both of them seem to fit into his new book. And, you know, see this this... The journey was scary. Things were new. Things were horrible. Uh, kid now has Myers. I didn't think that was possible before. <laughs> oh, no. But out of this, he managed to get two new books to spend absolutely destroying for the next week like a child. And with that, he manages to find his way back up. Smelling, stinking, to the, into the worried arts. 
of Andy, the the new sexy buff Flamhimo Flamhimbo, that's joined on board. Yeah, seeing his disheveled state. <laughs> Andy was just uh, tanning up top. Uh, the the uh, his feathers are uh, freshly oiled, and yet somehow uh, still fluffy. Nobody really knows how he does it. <laughs> you can see that he's just absolutely ripped. Like, this guy is built like a Canadian goose. Like, <laughs> do yes. not his way. I'm a chicken. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, he, he puts down a, uh, like a, me- a medical journal that he was reading and uh, asks, uh, hey, uh, what's, uh, what's going on, bud? You doing okay? Hmm. So, is something cooking? Uh, you know, cold. You know, I may, I may have found one of Jisan's rooms, and uh, I went on an adventure. Sniffing himself, he is filthy, just covered in absolutely everything: dust, oil, various meat juices. There's a couple, a couple pinwolf spines sticking out of his clothes. You should definitely figure out how to embellish it and write about it. Maybe you find your way into a meat cave. <laughs> Try that. Uh, that would probably boost up his uh, writing bracket from PG to PG-13. I'm going to be honest, uh, that was an accident. <laughs> but you know what? I'm owning it. Also, you know what? Uh, he he doesn't catch it. <laughs> He's learning about kids. <laughs> what are you talking about? He has a cloaca. He doesn't know what meat cave would be. <laughs> Ardents are weird. What? It's true. Although there is uh, one nice thing, though. Uh, 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 Rook and Dokus are no longer the only two adults with spines on the ship. Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> so you know, you know what, uh, you know what, Andy uh, sits up and like twists his body and just like just pops his spine in like several places. It's perfectly healthy. He's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a chiropractor. A chiropractor myself. Stretch because 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 you could be both. They're not the same thing. <laughs> it's a, uh, so, um, yeah, so where do you want to take this? This is all yours. It's all mine? Yeah. Okay. Not for you. Okay, so, so, um, let's uh, rewind a little bit. We see the, uh, the, the day begins, uh, let's say, at noon. Uh, <laughs> is when the uh, the the insect swarms from the morning finally start to die down, and the sun starts to peek peek down uh, through the swarms and the clouds, and finally hit the ship. And Andy wakes up with a big, mighty yawn. His giant beak just just reaching out l- higher than his head, you know, as beaks do. Uh, climbs out of bed. On his uh, no, no, he doesn't climb out of bed. He uh, he just puts his other foot down. So he was sleeping on one foot. Nice. And uh, yay. Comes he, he comes it. walking out. Of, I hate it. <laughs> he comes walking out of his room. He gets a little snack in the mess hall. He goes and he sits down at the uh, sits down in the chair where he was found before. And then it's just a time lapse of him just just sunbathing, like. He just turns and he turns like this. It's just all he does. Doesn't even read a book. <laughs> and then suddenly he has the book. He must have kept it under the chair. Who knows? <laughs> <clears throat> and then Smash got to the moment where we left off. <laughs> He's like, hmm. Well, it looks like we both had a very busy day today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a kid definitely gonna go wash off 
<laughs> yeah. it taints you. Your oiled yeah. feathers. Go, uh, yeah, go, <laughs> go, have, go have a wash. Maybe we'll play a game later. He's never do. specified what these games are. What could it be? <laughs> Back in his room, he has. He actually has. I'm gonna say he actually has some board games in his room. Maybe like just like games that it's like these are not for children. This is like you know, definite like you know like. Like 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 sexy fuzzy dice games? What, what no, 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 Like like when you think like games for kids, you think like things like Monopoly, Clue, you know that sort of thing. But this is like no, at the lowest level of gaming, we're talking Risk and Settlers kind of a thing. And then there's like you know higher level games out there, and it's like yeah, kids will like this, right? <laughs> it's easy. Um, also, I was thinking like Travel Battleship. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Um, connect four. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. We can't. We can't name these. Like, uh, travel. Uh, travel. Uh, mm, big they call them ship. ships, don't they? Travel, travel big uh, ship. Tra- oh, ooh, ooh. Travel uh, Leviathan Hunter. There we go. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. And you just have yeah, just have different sized leviathans, and your opponent is like hunting your leviathans, and you're hunting theirs. It's mm-hmm. it's just battleship, but with the name filed off. And then you have a uh, you have uh, Link Four. It's Connect Four with the name filed off. <laughs> um, let's see. You have you have Monopoly. It's just Monopoly. <laughs> Straight up Monopoly. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Sue me? Monopoly. Nobody yeah, likes like- Monopoly, but everyone has it. <laughs> Like I, I'm assuming that wi- Monopoly would survive into the Wild Sea, and there yeah. would still be just as many, or or no, there would be. I mean, there there would just be so many more. Like this is a current version of Monopoly. Like it's yeah. based on some some settlement, some some city, some something. It's it has themed pieces. Even if you grew up there, you wouldn't really know why the pieces are themed the way that they are. <laughs> Like, we got one for yeah. a city, and we're like, what do pretzels have to do with the city? <laughs> do they even have a bakery? I mean, they, they do, but it's like a deli. That's weird. <laughs> um, but then, yes, also, there's, like, Stratego, and um, then they have, like, miniatures games. They definitely, like, I'm going to say Battletech. Nice. Just survived to, like, this age. So it's, like... There are like the old style mechs and stuff, which are just still made by like resin casts and stuff. Um, but then there's like newer ones that are maybe a little bit more like Ironbound or what are they called? Ironborn? Iron? Ironbound? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they're like Ironbound themed and different like ship themes and just cool stuff like that. But like that's, oh boy, that's complicated. <laughs> so he's like, hmm. <laughs> Yes, and he Perfect. takes that one down. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to... All right, Colt, I'm going to... All right, Colt, I'm going to teach you a little thing about strategy. <laughs> now, first you have to... Everywhere. So you have your pilot skill, right? Now, what you have to do, and then it's just... It, it, it's just numbers. It's so much math. Like, it takes hours to get to the strategy. It's so complicated. Like, what happens when you go into water? Like, he has to look it up. He has a rule book. I'm imagining some like um, Spongebob level of just like four hours later yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and that's what a batchel is (laughs) alright now you want to get into min-maxing and here's what I recommend if you go that route (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's the first phase and uh, anyone who wants to get involved in this is welcome to as well I do have an inciting incident I want to throw into the mix, but I want to wait until a little bit later until we kind of know what everybody's up to. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they'll be up to that. If somebody wants to join in on that, they can. If they want to do something else, they can. Uh, I will pass the uh, baton. I guess there's only two people I could pass yeah. it to at this point. Okay, so... Tums Tums, basically, as soon as Jison left the ship, I went and broke into the pantry, and I'm not I'm not going to cook anything. I'm just going to take edible ingredients that can easily be stuffed into my mouth. I'm, gonna, no. I'm talking like 
I'm talking like nuts and seeds. I'm talking like chocolate chips. I'm just Nut. like I'm, yeah. I'm basically just like ravaging the pan in the pantry for anything that's like actually legitimately edible. Um, and then I'm going to like wander down to the um the stable, and there's going to be like Jisons B, who I uh no. is the one that I'm most bonded with. And then we're going to sit there and we're going to like eat chocolate chips and like just snack on stuff for a while. And then after about like an hour of, you know, sitting down there. And just, yeah. Just like cuddling up with this bee and like petting Aww. the bee. and petting the bee. Now we're, I'm going to attempt to hijack the bee. And I'm oh, going to so just like there. Anakin, the N1 Naboo hmm. starfighter. It's just like now this racing. is B racing. <laughs> <laughs> Lasers shoot out of your B. <laughs> you know what? That's that's like, I'm pretty sure that under, underground underground B racing could definitely be a thing. Oh, like, I'm, 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 it could be right <laughs> I'm clever. <laughs> I, I saw some other group saying that they have a ship. Ran or run by giant bees that pull them. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so you're gonna try and steal a bee? Well, it's more like, is the bee going to let me steal it? Uh, yeah, no. the The bee will let you on. Like you guys, you guys fly bees every now and then. The kids and even Andy and Docus fly some of the bees every now and then. Normally. When the kids fly the bees, they're with an adult. But the bees, like, okay, yeah, let's let's do this thing. And you, uh, you're holding. You have Reynold with you, correct? Yeah, of course. If if Jison didn't take him with, uh, he was he would probably have been like, hey, hey, take me with you. Don't leave me yeah. in this kitchen for like hours at a time by myself, <laughs> please. Yeah, Reynold's like, yes, yes, let's let's go on an adventure because you're. You again for listeners. Um, Reynold is the skull that Jison stole from under the eaves. He can only speak Hyven, and he can only be seen with those with ghost sight. Which means Tums Tums has learned a little bit of Hyven throughout his time on the ship, um, but he doesn't have ghost sight, so he can't see Reynold. But he just hears a voice in this like, and I'm picturing Hyven's like a like like a thick latin but like almost deeper almost like a uh nordic kind of tone to it a little bit too i was gonna say mordor but yeah <laughs> the black <speech>. yeah <laughs> yeah like it's it's like a darker kind of heavier like thick tone um and it's like it's got a lot of weird words to it and so, like, the crew every now and then just sees Tums Tums talking in a language no one knows to this skull. And no one can hear it but Tums Tums. Like, no one else can hear Reynold. Uh, Rook can hear and see Reynold, clearly. So she knows what's going on. But we've already established no one believes Rook can see ghosts. So... Yeah. He's um, talking to the skull man, guys. He's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Reynold will be with you, Tums Tums, and he'll, yes, let, let's, let's go on the ship. Let's, uh, it's, it's a journey. It's, let's, let's, let's go somewhere. Let's, let's explore. Let's get out of here. Let's not stay here. You can make it on your own. You can do anything. You're more powerful than the rest of them. That's you should do true. drugs. You should, you should leave school and do drugs. Also, exactly. buy all these playsets. Exactly, exactly. Whoa, guys. Like, Reynold oh had the ability to speak in an understandable way for five seconds, and I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> we're we're going to go find something delicious to eat. No, no, it's okay. Do you want to? Do you want to hear an adult secret? <laughs> No. <laughs> Booger. I don't consent, you kid. I don't consent. I'm going to teach you how to make food. hellfire. <laughs> Wiener. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Roman fire? It doesn't go out even when you put water on it. 
<laughs> Have you heard of creepy crawlies? They're great. Uh, um, Actually, yeah. I do. I would love it if he was like, "Here, creepy crawlies. Let's introduce these to you." Actually, you know what? Let's let's assume that Reynold then, therefore, if he's going to be the bad influence of this particular like duo now, he's we are definitely going to go to some underground B races. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you guys um, can leave ship and go to an underground B race. Well, where do you guys go? Uh, the same town that the adventurers underground, are and by that I mean slightly <laughs> down the branches. You're just avoiding yeah, no. them the whole time. Just <laughs> over top of them. Dude, they might even go to the B races, but they wouldn't recognize me because I've got a ninja mask. Yep. So, uh, but they... so what if what, what if Reynold like gives really shady advice, but is actually like really street smart? So he's like, no, like oh, not on these races, but like you're winning because he's like, no, like I, I know how these go. It's okay. Yeah, Where did you get all this money? The skull did you think I was me. just giving you? Did you think I was lying? <laughs> you're the only one who can hear me. Reynold needs. You're the only way I can live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you, you can go to the, uh, underground street races or B races and, um, yeah, you, you and Reynold just clean up. Reynold is, as everyone says, he's a terrible influence, but he, he genuinely cares about Tums Tums and he doesn't want to lose Tums Tums and he's very intelligent because, I mean, you, you gotta think Reynold is pre-V, and then, like, has I'm... also lived in the Verdancy for a while as a ghost and lived, like, he's done a lot of things. He's I'm been around the block. I'm like Sean Connery twice. fused with Dr. Stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is how, this yep. is how you make hellfire, boy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you can do underground races. You you just clean up. You come back, like, you sneak back onto the ship just with, like, your arms full of stuff. And um, as you sneak on and you're putting the bee away, Dokus is just standing there with all four arms crossed. Just waiting. Like, like, you know how a parent will, like, leave the light off and then they turn the light on and they're sitting in the chair when you come home late? On Absolutely. the stairs? What? Yes? Yeah. 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 No, that's uh, Dokus. Like, as you're putting the bee away, Dokus is, you just hear, like, click, click, and the light turns on. And Dokus is just sitting there, arms crossed. I whip around to face him, and I'm like, for a moment, like, my my face is, like, shocked, right? Like, I he completely got me. And I, I think about blaming Reynold. I think about, <laughs> you know, saying that the bee did it on its own. Uh, I run through my list of options real quick. Run through my and list then, of lies. Exactly. Your list of flashes I, before your eyes. I settle on what I think is probably going to be the best the best chance of getting me out of trouble here, which is I'm going to pull my ninja mask down over my face so he cannot see <laughs> see my expression. And I'm going to gently try to like walk out of the room. But as I pass by him, I am taking the largest, most valuable piece, single piece of my armful of loot. And I am like unsubtly like stuffing it in his pocket as i walk by <laughs> as like you make it just to the end of the like just a few feet past docus and you think you're safe and then this like huge ape arm just like grabs the back of your head tur like picks you up turns you around and he goes Please be careful, young one. And then puts you back down and like pats you on the back. And like he takes the thing out of his pocket and he starts looking at it to see what he got. I came an inch from death. <laughs> I shouldn't be alive. I succeeded. <sighs> Nothing like being seven and realizing that one of the NPCs has like equivalent of like 26 strength and four arms. Like. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. excellent. Um, does Dokus have a, a day that that he went through? Um, yeah, we can quickly do Dokus's day. Yeah, do that. So, so Dokus, he 
wakes up. He tends to the tree. He, you know, does his morning stretching, does a little bit of weightlifting with uh, Andy, probably. You know, they both got to look good. He does yoga. Um, yeah, yeah. He probably oh, does some he yoga, does beautiful too. Beautiful yoga. Yeah, yeah. He's got the four balance. arms, so he can do, like, some weird, crazy poses and stuff. And uh, he does a little, like, a little bit of ship maintenance. You know, he cleans the ship a little bit, sweeps out different parts, and just tidies up. He's got, like, you know, um, the Way of the House Husband, the anime? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that's Dokus. That's the vibe I'm giving to Dokus right now. Nice. Is, yeah, he's, like, you know, cleaning the ship spotlessly and, like, doing everything. But he's got, like, this aura. Like, I picture a bug lands on the ship and, like, or a bird or something lands on the ship and, like, poops on the ship. And Dokus just, like, stares at it. And the bird just, like, cleans, like, goes, gets a broom, cleans it up, and then flies away. <laughs> you know? Who He's just mantis like... entries when we got John Wick of, like, housemaid over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Dokus, you know, he feeds all the mantis sentries. He feeds the, like, um the barnacles that you guys have on your ship. He goes and pets all the, uh, all the pin wolves. He goes and pets all the bees, you know, he's, he's just having a good day. Uh, he makes sure, you know, he checks on in on everybody once in a while. Uh, he sees Andy and, uh, Rocky. No, Andy and Colt. He sees them playing battle tech bots and he just kind of chuckles and smiles to himself and keeps going and, you know, goes about his day and has has a good day. He's just, you know, happy being part of the ship. And at night, like once everybody's done their duties and everything, he goes into his room and he grabs a jar and it's labeled from Jison. And it's just a full jar full of spores. And he just takes a big puff and lies back and falls asleep high as a kite. Oh, wow. I did not expect that to take the abrupt left junkie turn. <laughs> I mean, you guys got him a hot like that's how you met him. You drugged him out. He's <laughs> like he's not a junkie. He's functioning fine. Like yeah, he doesn't in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Your crew are not all great people, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> So now I'm trying to decide if what I'm introducing happens before or after he got high. Uh, yeah, what's uh, Rocky up to? Let's make it after. Okay, so most of Rocky's day now, like the whole like the the other crew going out to like do whatever, like that's something that happens fairly occasionally. So Ro- Rocky Rook has been teaching Rocky basically how to run. Like, just keep the ship in order, mechanically speaking. And, you know, like, she she does want to, like, she doesn't want to, like, um, protect him from things so much that he's not actually learning, like, treating him with kids' gloves all the time. She does, like, but he is young, and she is particular about her ship. So, like, most of the stuff that she has him doing are just, like, low-level cleaning tune-up um, stuff. She doesn't really let him touch the core engine yet, particularly with the bees, because they bonded with her. They haven't bonded with the rest of the crew as much. And also, you know, like partially, I don't want you to get stung, but also don't mess with my engine. Um, at least not, not unsupervised. Uh, you know, like the, occasionally she's let him like, I will supervise you and I will with a lot of helicoptering let you do this very simple thing in the engine, but mostly just like, but anyway, so she's got this list of chores that she has him do, but because this is one of the days where like, they're not there. He's just like, yeah, this is a fun day. And he's, you know, he's, he's doing his kid thing. You know, he, he has a nice breakfast. He plays around, probably joins in on that game at one point and maybe the yoga, you know, just for fun. And he doesn't really get to, actually starting the chores and just like now i should actually do this stuff um he doesn't get to it until like after dinner but you know like he's getting to it um and it's it is now at the point where like i don't know if who is it 
uh, if the game is still going on. Have they gone to bed with the game, or are they still playing into the night? I want to. I want to say that the game never actually gets played. He's just explaining rules. Are they still <laughs> doing that after, like, you know, the 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 B adventures have returned and pipes for smoke? Or uh, are they in bed now? They'll be doing it as long as you want them to. Okay, let's say they're uh, still playing. Unless you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can say we can say, say like, Andy's still awake and explaining the rules. And who is he with? Is it Colt or Tom? He's with Colt. Colt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colt is not conscious. It's just conscious. Just... Yeah. He's Andy hasn't taken his beak out of the book since like for at least four hours. Anyway. Okay. Just, just so that's kind of just in his hand limply. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just like you know, nodding on mm-hmm, everyone's Anyway. So yeah. So Rocky's going through you know like these random chores. And he hears a noise coming from the engine, and it kind of sounds like a whizzing sound. Now, Rook knows this. This is a normal functioning sound. This it, it's you know engines make noises. This one is normal, but Rocky doesn't know that this is a normal sound. It's just weird enough to him that like you you know when you're looking at a piece of technology and you're like. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be making that noise. Is this a good, like when your car is making a noise, you're like, is this a normal noise or not? Do I take this to a mechanic or is this just normal? My car is getting on in years and sometimes they get squeaky and rumbly. So it's making this noise and it's coming directly from the inner engine with the beehive. Um, and it's getting quite loud and piercing and he's straight up getting like, but what if it's something serious? And he spends like a good 10 minutes staring at the engine, knowing he's not supposed to touch, but also like, but what if this is something really bad? And eventually he's like, I'm going to risk it. And he opens things up and he actually starts to break into the wax a bit into the center and again, this is a normal noise, so it's like it's it's actually probably deeper than he could get to if he just started like pulling out pieces and, and digging. So he doesn't actually get to it. But what he gets to is an inner chamber of the beehive, and he kind of breaks it open, and there's the bee queen in the middle, suddenly stunned and afraid that an unknown face has broken into her chambers, and she panics and flies out of the engine room. And that's kind of the premise. He lost the bee queen. And she's gone. And now he's staring, going, oh no, I'm gonna get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) So now he has to figure out how do I get this bee queen back in the engine before Rook knows that she's gonna kill me. (laughs) So, yeah, so, um... I'm open to suggestions at this point for how he attempts to solve this. I pour one out for my homies. You're you're done. You're toast. (laughs) (laughs) Little Tumstums just like walks by with a like drink in hand. Just uh, sorry, bud. (laughs) Walks the other way. (laughs) Pours a little bit out onto the deck. And then that bird that was cleaning up after itself comes over and also cleans up that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So I think at this point he decides there's no way I'm going down for this on my own. So he grabs Colt and Tums Tums and is like, you are helping me. We need to find it. Because also it like flew away without him being able to clock which direction it went. So he's like, I need help finding this thing. Please still be on the ship. So, yeah, he, he gets he gets the kids, don't wake up the grown-ups yet, to um, enact a search party for for this bee. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I wake up kind of groggy and... Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up! I lost the queen. I lost the queen. And he's going to kill me. And he's going to die. And if we got the queen, then the shit doesn't go. And I'm going to... He's 
12. You this is way too old. Doors before the barnacles get it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, also wake it. Who, who, which one of you did I just wake up? I'm not sure. I can't remember who's playing here. I was asleep. Colt. Colt. Okay. And you were, I guess, I guess Andy is still just going on, and I just kind of pull you out. Hmm? I'm pretty sure Dokus just took his midnight reprieve. I bet we could convince him to take the blame for some money. I mean, you know, just Malcolm in the middle of this. <laughs> I mean, not no. I think that should be a last resort if we fail. Yeah. Hmm. Also, we've woken up tum-tums, and now we're just kind of powwowing in a hallway somewhere trying to figure out what to do. I'm there in my uh, my tiny little like sort of like a fluffy bathrobe style. Nice. And I've got my little I've got my little like wash cup that you know the ones that you leave by the sink, little tin mug. <laughs> I'm standing there and I look I look pretty unimpressed. I look the oldest out of all of us right now. <laughs> um, you got like the and... skull in one hand and the bath cup in the other. Oh gosh, what does the skull have to say? <laughs> He's... He was awake. He's not. He's not unhappy with it. <laughs> Reynolds uh, just f- like he's like, get money out of this. Extort him. Extort your brother. <laughs> Has Andy been on the ship long enough to have any ideas about what to do? Uh, yeah. Like Andy can poke his head up if he wants to. Like hear the kids, because you're kids. You you think the parents well, aren't listening, <laughs> but you've walked like a foot away and are yeah. screaming. Yeah, like, yeah. A- Andy's uh, <laughs> Andy's still seated, but his head is and his long neck. Just like slowly, the long neck comes you. out from over the book and just keeps going for a bit. <laughs> and then like, and then like heads over, like cranes towards them, like but still seated mm-hmm. in the same position. Kind of eldritch. Or did we let into our crew? <laughs> really me, strong but... and sexy one. <laughs> I would also like to posit that, unbeknownst to the kids, at this moment, the rest of the hive is becoming aware that they don't have their queen, and it is upsetting them, and they are starting to look. Oh no! 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 I know what happened to your queen, and I know what's happening to the hive. Don't don't go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just I thought of it a minute. No. Please, if you if you got, I mean, like, I will take it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys are are planning in the hallway, and uh, Andy has just craned his neck, has just flamingoed his neck out to you. Do we realize he's listening to us at this point? Oh yeah. Okay. Hi. It's a giant pink floating head. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I look over to Tums Tums, and like, so what is? Does your head have any bright ideas? And I kind of like knock it on it to make fun of its hollowness. <laughs> I look at him like, like kind of like, really, dog. I'm giving him this look for a moment, and I'm like. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, he has, he does have some useful advice. He says that uh, if you want my help, you're gonna owe me big." I roll my eyes. Of course he does. <laughs> I shrug and I hold out my hand with the like, "Give me, give me gesture." Oh man, did anybody else besides me watch The Proud Family mm-hmm. growing up? Uh, a little bit. Because right now I'm picturing, like, those three sisters that are, like, the bullies and, like, the small one who just always has her hand out. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what I'm picturing right now. (laughs) The cash. (laughs) Pony up. Exactly. Um, (sighs) I just kind of turn to the skull and I'm like, I will sell you my soul if it gets me the bean back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need something actually, like, valuable. Eh, eh. Uh, I'll I'll let you use my hollow book 
once a week for the next month. Y'all think I'm stupid. Y'all think I'm cheap. Y'all think I'm going to fall for an obvious trick like that two times a week. <laughs> Alternating. Just elbow him. It's a good deal. Take it. Take it. <laughs> fine. 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 Twice a week for the next month. Thank you. All right. What do we do? Spit on my hand and offer to shake his hand. He doesn't have his skull. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm not going to waste it. I'm seven. I'm not going to waste an opportunity to spit on my hand and <laughs> like way too much. All right. What is the skull's bright idea? Uh, Reynold just looks. He's like, hmm. Bees like flowers. Therefore, we should find some flowers. Yes. He's kind of thinking quizzically, like, he knows a lot about a lot of things, but, you know, bee engines are a little bit new to him. It's okay. We, we made the agreement to be shysty, not because he actually had any useful information. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Rocky goes, that's true. We're always saying that the flowers are the best way to calm down the bees. We need the flowers from the thing. And so, like, I go, I run over quickly to, to the engine room, and I grab, like, the first flowers that are next to the door and plants and just, like, pull them up by the roots. And you know, like, when you, like, just pull out a plant and there's, like, root and dirt dangling from it? I'm, like, pulling it over, and I go, here! To the, to the skull. <laughs> so, I guess we should probably get some, like, if we don't know which way she went, we should probably get something to, like, we should ask the beasties to survey. Normally we'd have a uh, amalgam to do it, but bees like bees, right? Could we get yeah. the, the beasties to, like, follow her pheromone trail or something else like that? Oh my god! I don't know. I'm se- I'm seven. That's <laughs> honestly, I, I was thinking of it like too. Trail. That's genius. Because yeah. now I'm just imagining the scene of like the bees with their big ass fuzzy butts, like Baymax, fitting down the hallways, just <laughs> opening windows, and <laughs> scratching doors, knocking everything over, just knocking everything over, just trying to tiptoe and making it worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Just run a scooch. Okay, so yes, we're going to do this. We're going to set giant bees loose in the rest of the ship that they're not normally supposed to be in. The mongoose dilemma. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we go to make offering to to the big bees. We like wake them up. And I guess I go up to like Rooksby and I'm like, Monte, can you help me, my beautiful friend? Like holding, like B is not awake fully, and I'm holding flower in front of her face, being all like, "I need you now." Awake. Yeah, no. The bees will wake up and start buzzing through the hallways and going all around, and yeah, just as you say, it's it's Baymax, Baymax, and it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's everything you hope it to be. Um, yeah. Uh, and as as they're all like buzzing around the hallways and like making just tons of noise, bumping into things, and the four of you are panicking and running around and just like hectically, like you're yelling like, Queen Bee, where are you? Come here, Queen Bee. Like just absolute chaos. Um, Dokus opens his door Uh-oh. to his room and he just kind of pokes his head out and he sees all of you just like clambering around and he goes, what are you doing right now? His pupils the size of dinner plates, and, like yeah. black holes in the abyss. <laughs> and like, as he's like staring at and- Oh. Andy, Andy's like head comes in, you know, <laughs> attached to a neck, body somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're playing a game. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this sounds Dokus. terrible. <laughs> Dokus is like, okay, guys, just uh, keep it down because we're, we're having tea in here. And he goes and sits like... He, he leaves the door open for Andy to close and he goes and sits down 
and he has his cup of tea and he's just drinking his tea and across from him is the queen bee having a cup of tea as well. Tea with the queen! And <laughs> Andy closes the door. He's no narc. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to let them sweat a little longer in order to teach them to not mess with the bees. It's actually not bad parenting. And later later on, later on, if you don't mind, like a a hint, at least of it, he's like, so, you know, like, so I hope that you all learned your lesson here of don't don't give Rook a reason to have a panic attack. She has enough on her plate as it is. It's like, and when you make more work for her, you make more work for me. And I don't like to work with her. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Excellent. Love how this all came together. He's no narc. <laughs> no narc. He's beautiful. He used to work at a strip club. Uh, he knows how to be discreet and to punish yeah, the foolish. Pure uncle adult uh, energy. <laughs> why didn't you tell us where? Uh, why didn't you tell us where the queen was? Well, I knew that the queen was in a place that was safe, and I didn't want to uh, interrupt your aunt. You didn't ask. <laughs> Uh, we did ask you now so many times Uh, yes but anyway uh, are we there yet we're not we're not there um no no you guys no you guys got the b you you eventually got the b back we we figured out that that she's in there with uh with docus i still have to find a way to get her to actually go back to the hive no, she just flies back on her own. Like, like her and Dokus. Like, as you guys like panic, watch. Like, like the Do- like Dokus just opens his door and the bees just flies down back to the hive, and you like you see Dokus wave and he's like, "See you next week." And the bee like buzzes and waves back and keeps going, and it's and like he buzzes back like Kronk with squirrel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm teaching him business. Like, business. <laughs> like, like Dokus hangs out with the bee fairly regularly. You get the vibe. Stay out of her business. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you think you startled the queen bee? No, the queen bee realized she was late for her meeting with Dokus. <laughs> I'm gonna like sit down and like slump and rest my head against the hallway wall, and to kind of look left and then look right. At the absolute chaos caused <laughs> by the bees, and realize that we still have to clean up before the parents get home, mm-hmm. yeah. and just start crying. Awesome. <laughs> just start like come over to the wall, <laughs> just, sit, sit just down next to you, and just rub your back. Yeah, I, I join you guys, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was trying to help, and I made it worse. <laughs> Just another another big bee just, just kind of glides past, knocking more stuff off the wall. If I learned anything, it's that to never help you guys and never give you any advice. Did you get that nice new necklace? Oh yeah, you like it? I got this from. And then I like I freeze. I'm like I can't tell them any of it. I'm... I got it from a friend. <laughs> Fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm picturing Tum Tumsby like pulls out like a a nice little bracelet or something, passes it to Colt. He's like, forget about it. Actually, actually, like it since since Colt's like crying from the stress of this, I'm just gonna like it. Like Tums Tums is is that hard of gold? He's gonna take his his fat gold chain that he won. <laughs> <laughs> and just like put it around Colt. He'd be like, mm, Yeah, I think this looks pretty cool on you. Uh, Let's come back and suddenly their like, kids are wearing like old man gold chains. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, old men with gold chains. That's a good one. Uh, in, in order to kind of bring like like bring things all the way around, uh Andy brings the kids, I don't know, eggnog or Aww. some other kind of like has the kid like the kid drink version of tell me about your day starts wiping out a cup <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kombucha I, mean, I won't say it's completely ferments. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't say that it's completely non-alcoholic, but you know, it's like not a lot. Yeah, just a little bit. You know? Yeah, it's it's I mean, cider. It's basically apple juice. We just listen. Water filtration, not a thing our ship necessarily has. I'm just going to say that Ectus' legal drinking age is probably like three. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. And on that note, I think we're good. I was Ian the Firefly. I was Austin the Sad Boy. Bev the Damned. Uh, I was Dylan the Baller. <laughs> and I was... I was I'm Jonathan the Beautiful. Aww. And we are sponsored by nobody. Signing off. <laughs>